Eating is an emotional experience, which is why managing your weight needs to be a psychological one. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast. You're more in pitching podcasts from pitchables.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is March 19th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Yesterday, if you didn't know, I drafted in Tout Wars. I had a fantastic time. I felt pretty good about that draft. Hopefully, I'll be talking about that on a longer podcast uh, later this week. But it's been just so great meeting all these people uh, who are just in New York City and, of course, seeing all the experts in the city. It's just the best weekend ever. And I have what I call my radio voice right now because I lost my voice last night. And that's why I have this lower, weirder voice today. But anyway, I needed to cover all the stuff that happened yesterday. So we're going to jump into that. Now, Grace Rodriguez went 3.2 innings, 2 and runs, 6 hits, 2 walks, and 3 Ks. I watched a bit of this. Uh, his fastball was a little bit off. But man, I love the secondary. It's not the best camera angle. But you can still really tell that these secondary pitches are legit. He, he feels very much like a... A starter you need to be getting in all your 12-teamer leagues. Don't worry about the inning stuff and all of that. You're not going to going to care. Did you care when you had under 150 innings from Spencer Strider last year? That's what I thought. Uh, he's not Spencer Strider necessarily, but just enjoy the quality of inning. Uh, Cutter Crawford went 4.2 innings, 0 and runs, 3 hits, 2 walks, and 5Ks opposite Grayson Rodriguez. The reason I'm mentioning that is he likely has a spot in that rotation. We haven't really talked about Cutter Crawford much. I don't really think there's something exceptional here. You're going to see the 5Ks and 4.2 innings and 0 and runs and think that there's something legit. Not really, but it is a very nice schedule. It does get the Pirates first, and that could be a very sneaky stream, especially in your deeper leagues and AL onlys. Uh, Cutter Crawford could be someone where you can get value early in the season. Trevor Williams was rocked for seven earned runs against the Marlins. And while Sandy Alcantara was on the other side, 5Ks and 5.2 innings. I mean, business as usual, zero earned runs and four base runners. Daniel Lynch, 3.1 innings, three earned runs. We don't care. Kyle Muller, though, was on the other side. 5.1 innings, three earned runs, five at the zero walks in, 5Ks. His command is still not pristine, but he's in the conversation for uh, the SP number five for the Athletics. He gets he'll get starts this year. Right now, there's also uh, Paul Blackburn on the IL, so it really does open this up with Ken Waldachuk, <laughs> well, Shuck, Ken Waldachuk, JP Sears, and Kyle Muller. Two of them are going to get a spot. And by the way, uh, Lynch was against the Rockies. I should mention, but Kyle Muller, he's getting better. I think he's really the one that's not going to get the starts. I think he's going to be Waldachuk and Sears for the moment. Adrian Sampson, 4.1 innings, 2 and runs, 2. It's one walk in 6Ks. It's too late. It's Wesneski's job, I think, right now, and not Sampson's. Glad he did better, but I think it's not his out of the gate. Tony Disco, a.k.a. Anthony Descafani, won 3.2 innings, 0 and runs, 1 hit, 1 walk, and 5 strikeouts. He's the SB6 for the Giants. There will be an injury. Something will happen. And do not forget about Anthony Descafani. He can be a 12-team pickup as a streamer, believe it or not, when that happens. Nothing that's going to wow you. He's not electric, but he essentially is a Toby with a touch of strikeout upside as well. Michael Kopech is a little disappointing right now. 2.1 innings, 0 and runs, 3 hits, 2 walks, 3 Ks. Not elite velocity. He struck out a guy at 94 with his fastball. And that's... I know I don't want any pitch to be 94 from Michael Kopech, let alone a 2-strike one. 
I, uh, I worry about him. I think he's still getting into the rhythm. He was talking about his knee feeling okay and finally being able to trust it. And I'm sure he'll ramp up as the season goes on, feels more and more confident, and that velocity should come as well. But I I want to see a guy who's locked in and saying, finally I'm healthy and look how good I am. That's not the case with Michael Kopech right now. Michael Grove went 3.2 innings, 200 runs, 5 hits, 0 walks, and 6K. So here's the situation. Tony Gonsolin is not going to make it for opening day, which means the Dodgers have an opening for their fifth spot in the rotation. It looks like it's Ryan Papillo. He did have some side soreness, and Dave Roberts said hey, he's confident he'll be okay. There is a chance he isn't, and then it'll be Michael Grove. I really liked his breaking balls here. 6Ks in 3.2 innings, right? There's... I think there's not enough conversation about Michael Grove because he will get opportunities. There's a lot of talk about Gavin Stone and Bobby Miller, but Grove will get those chances first. And if he does well, which he's been doing pretty dang well in the spring, he's going to hold on to a rotation spot and they will not rush those guys. So be on the lookout for Michael Grove. Griffin Canning as well, 4.2 innings, zero and runs, two hits, one walk and four strikeouts. Pay attention to him. He could be the number six for the Angels, and he's kind of looking like his 2019 self that I got excited about when he was first coming up. He's dealt with a lot of injuries, but he's finally at a place where he can actually be a legitimate starter and get into rhythm. So if he's in rhythm and he's uh, avoiding all the injuries, then uh, Michael, uh, sorry, not Michael Grove, Griffin Canning can be someone to consider even in 12-teamers, but in deeper leagues, you might be seeing him go for some fab dollars. Brent Honeywell got rocked. 3.2 innings, 5 earned runs, 5 hits, 4 walks, 5 Ks. Yeah, all right, he's outside of that conversation. And there is someone else that we definitely need to talk about. And then we have a lot more guys here. Oh, man. And we're going to talk about all of those after this break. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. The first one I want to talk about is Dylan Dodd. 4.2 innings, one earned run, two hits, two walks, four Ks. Yesterday, I spent a dollar. My last pick in Towers was Jared Schuster. And or Schuster, Schuster, I think it's Schuster. Uh, and Dodd went in the reserve round because there is an opening in the SP5 spot for Atlanta with Ian Anderson and Bryce Elder. Option to AAA and Michael Soroka not being ready um, at the beginning of the year. Both of them look great. I've watched them both. They're both lefties. They both have a really nice breaking ball and nice changeups. Uh, Dodd is... To me, the the one that's behind because he hasn't had as much of a minor league track record. Also, Schuster has done well getting his slider down and in to righties, I think, a little bit better than Dodd. It's close, and honestly, I would love it if both of them were regularly starting this year. I don't... Sorry, Ian Anderson, I'm not liking what I see from you. Bryce Elder could not care less. Um, we have 
Kyle Wright who's dealing with some shoulder stuff. Maybe he doesn't actually pitch a lot. And all of a sudden it's Dodd and Schuster who are both in the rotation through the year. I think this can be very, very exciting. Monitor them both. I'm taking Schuster as a deep flyer in all of my 12-team leagues at this point. But it could be Dodd as well. It's very fun. Uh, Fran Valdez did his thing. Max Scherzer did even more of his thing. Seven innings and eight Ks and zero in runs. But don't worry. It was it was Jose Abreu and Alex Bregman and no one else on the Astros. And they didn't even get their full at-bats. I mean, Scherzer's just taking advantage of uh, AAA guys, essentially. Um, Luis Castillo, 4.1 innings, 200 runs, 5 hits, 1 walk, and 2 Ks. I'm a little weirded out by this. It's a 5.25 ERA this spring. He hasn't been overwhelming. Uh, but he's also traditionally a slow starter. It is warmer weather where he's pitching, but yeah, I think that's kind of what's going on for Luis Castillo. Don't worry too much about it. Uh, I'm not lowering him in my ranks. Zach Plesak, 6.1 innings, one and run, three hits, and one walk, four Ks. It's only to say, like, yeah, okay, fine, he has a spot in them. Any sort of hypothetical that I had of other guys getting opportunities, not nah, it's, it's Plesak. Uh, Lance Lynn, four innings, two and runs, four hits, one walk, and two Ks across 58 pitches. So it's good to see that he's just kind of cruising through. It was only three out of 37 whiffs. This was the WBC against Mexico's velocity was 93. So that's matching last year. We want to see it up to 94, but uh, that's all right. That's fine. Uh, Martin Perez got shelled 300 runs in just one inning at five hits, but it was against the USA lineup. Same thing for Luis Garcia. He wasn't shelled on the stat line, but he allowed nine hard hit balls in four innings. Ooh, that's a ton. If you don't know, hard hit ball is 95 plus exit velocity. Um, not good, and it is USA lineup, though, so I can't really say much about that. Uh, two Matthews went that I really want to talk about. Uh, Matthew Boyd, four innings, 300 runs, five hits, one walk, and four Ks, 92 mile per hour exit velocity. Sorry, 92 mile per hour pitch velocity on his fastball, which is what you want to see from Matthew Boyd. Four out of 14 change of whip, whiffs, which are good. The fastball is being elevated. That's great. And was one out of 21 on his slider whiffs. That's not what I want. I just want him to have that amazing slider and the changeup whiffs and elevating the four-seamer. That's it. I did take a flyer on him and Tout Wars. Someone bid $1 in the room. And I had somebody to save $2 for. And I went $2 on Matthew Boyd. Because, come on, I'm a Boyd boy. I also needed to take kind of a chance of someone that could be a six-inning starter, essentially. In, uh, in that 15-teamer, and, and Boyd does fit that profile, so I did go for that. And by the way, I was using the uh, the live draft assistant tool for that. Um, it's what we offer with PL Pro. If you have a draft coming up and you just want something to follow your draft super simply, it's incredibly helpful. It has a draft board that you put in the picks as you make them. And of course, you have the PL projections, or you could just use ATC if you just want to use ATC, which is known as the best projection system to run your drafts. Uh, it is incredibly easy and efficient, and make sure you don't miss any values and everything. I love it. I've used it for all of mine, um, and uh, I highly recommend it. It's with PL Pro, so go get that today. slash premium. Uh, there's also Matthew Libertore, who went yesterday five innings, one earned run, three hits, one walk, and six strikeouts. He's the SP6 for the Cardinals. I'm kind of falling for him, guys. I wish his slider was a little bit better. I think that's the last piece of the puzzle for Libertori to be a legitimate starter. But he is at 95. Remember last year when he first showed up? He was not 95. He was like a 93 or so. His curveball got six whiffs. He had 12 over 60, 60 whiffs overall here. It's kind of interesting. Do not forget about Matthew Libertori. As with all SP6s, 
they will get chances at some point, and sometimes they can run away with it. We don't know where and how. Sometimes there's a five-man rotation for ages, and it just happens that way. But it's very, very rare. If you look at the Cardinals rotation, I mean, you have Wainwright, you have Flaherty, you have uh, Matts. Like, there are injured guys here. So, Libertori should get those opportunities right away. Uh, I'd say by May or so. Something's going to happen. And uh, I'm looking forward to that because I think there is something here. I just hope that slider is working. Um, you have Josh Winkowski, five innings, zero runs, one hit, one walk, and three Ks. The only reason I'm mentioning him is because the Red Sox should be using him at the beginning of the year. You have Whitlock, that's a little bit delayed. Bayo isn't going to be ready. Paxton is now hurt. They have two openings. Um, it might be Tanner Houck instead, who's been looking wild. I don't know. I don't care if it's Winkowski. Uh, Shane McClanahan went. Ace is going to ace here. Five innings, one and run, two hits, two walks, six Ks. Velocity is good. Change still gets whiffs. Zero of 10 slider whiffs is kind of weird, but we're not going to talk about that. That's fine. Mitch Keller, 4.2 innings, one and run, three hits, zero walks, seven strikeouts. He got a lot of whiffs on his cutter. Six out of, uh, I believe, like 30 or something uh, that he threw uh, yesterday. Four out of 16 whiffs on his breakers is good. But it's kind of weird. Like, he's not doing the best command here. Mitch Keller still hasn't quite nailed down his breaking ball command. I really just want to see the Blake Snell blueprint. I think he has that ability with four seamers. His cutter is getting strikes, essentially, and then the slider um, and curve being down, but he can't really do it. And he doesn't pitch for a winning ball club. His velocity that we were talking about, like, oh, man, it's up again. This is great. No, it was slightly down, like 0.3 miles per hour, which is interesting. He matched last year's velocity. So that isn't different either. He might be taking his foot off the gas a little bit because he's opening a starter now and he doesn't want to waste his bullets at this point. So that's a possibility that he has the other gear that we'll see on opening day. But then keep in mind, opening day is an adrenaline start. So oftentimes we see increased velocity and then it drops down. I will still get amped about it. I think it's so exciting because there's a chance it sticks around. But we're going to likely see that for opening day and it's not going to be a good start. I believe it's the... It's not the Red Sox, but it's not a good one, I think, for the, the Pirates in the first uh, game of the year. So don't don't chase that. Uh, Nestor Cortez won 3.1 innings, 500 runs, 3 hits, 3 walks, 4 Ks. He's like, Dick, oh my God, you were so in on him. Guys, this was the first start back from his hamstring delay. He just wanted to get in and throw pitches and feel like, get that out of the way. The good news about this is that he threw 52 pitches. So let's think about it. Today is March 19th. He's going to get one more start this upcoming week and probably two more. Before the start of the season, right? He pitched on Saturday, so he'll probably go like Friday. And then he'll probably go like, uh, uh, maybe he'll go Thursday. And then maybe they'll get him in on Tuesday. Or so maybe he'll have an extended thing on Wednesday. Because he's going to be treated like the SP4, which would happen on Monday or Tuesday. So let's say we have two more before uh, his first start of the year. 52 pitches turns into 60 to 70, which turns into 70 to 80. So he's actually going to be around 80 pitches in the first start of the year. Which is good. That's what we want to see. Uh, we were a little bit worried that we might have to wait until we get to 80-85 or so, but it feels like he's going to get there, and you can go very easily five innings on that if you're Nestor Cortez. So really no delay to me at this point for Nestor Cortez. Uh, Cal Quantrill, three innings, four and runs, six hits, two walks, and one strikeout. Yeah, that is a Toby to me at best. And there are two more guys I want to mention really quickly. Uh, Jackson Kowar, three innings, one and run, three hits, zero walks, and five Ks. One hard hit ball. Shelly Verstrate messaged me this morning, be like, Nick, make sure you check out his slider. And he's throwing it four ticks harder. I know it's Jackson Kowar, one of the worst pitchers in fantasy last year for you, but 
He had 5 out of 21 whiffs on this slider. He still sits 96 on the fastball. He had 11 over 50 whiffs overall. That's a 22% swing strike rate. Yes, it was against a terrible Rockies lineup in three innings. And I understand. It's nice to see a guy being completely different. It wasn't working. And he's doing something different now, right? That's if it's any if there's any world where it gets better, it's when he does something different. Uh, it is a harder one. It got whiffs. It didn't have as much break, but it worked. Something to at least be aware of through the year of Jackson Coar. And last one is Zach Gallen. 4.2 innings, four and runs, six hits, two walks, five Ks. He's down two ticks. Now, the quote from the game was saying that he felt good and he, he had a tough fifth inning and so on and so forth. Hmm, four out of 75 whiffs overall. It might be a slow start. Last year, he had a shoulder inflammation that delayed him a little bit. He took a discount in drafts and all of a sudden, like, he was pitching a week into the season and was phenomenal. I'm a little worried that there's something else going on here. And if if you see decreased velocity essentially two weeks before the season starts, it's like, okay, like, you're going to turn this on, right? Um... At the very least, we're not going to see increased velocity. We shouldn't expect that from Zach Gallon at this point. So I'm a little weirded out by it. I'm still having him inside my aces of dubs. Um, I may have Drew Darvish ahead. That's all I'm saying. It's like, okay, you can have Zach Allen like 22 or something like that, 23. Just not. I mean, these are very, very like tiebreakers at this point when it comes to the top 22 pitchers, right? Just in an auction draft, just whoever falls. Really in a snake draft, whoever falls. Um, but if I'm in this situation where I'm like, hey, I have to take Darvish or Gallon at this point, I'll probably take Gallon. Sorry, no, Darvish. I'll take Darvish because he isn't showcasing this decreased velocity, right? I had them ranked where they are because I didn't expect any sort of thing like this. Uh, that's all. All right. Uh, that is it for today's edition of the Plus Pit Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening and rating and reviewing the podcast. It goes so long for me. It's, you know, costs nothing to you and does so much for me. So thank you all so much for doing that. Um, But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock. I mean, your bat must be low and your strikeouts high.